When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. The Maccas, juicy Angus beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Maccas today. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Just an apology. We had several people trying to call through during the last segment, uh, and we had an issue with our phone box. So if you were trying to call and you weren't able to get through, we've uh, rectified the situation, and the phone lines are always open. One three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Off the temper text temper uh, a mattress like no other. A heap of text coming through after Pat Cummins spoke to media today. Uh, I'll just start to work our way through all of these before we get to Max Gorn, who spoke at. Uh, the Demons training today. Uh, Paul off the text saying, uh, question for me, would you be happy to dislike the process of turning up to work every day so you can experience the ultimate day in calling the AFL Grand Final or Melbourne Cup? Paul, uh, absolutely. Um, I in, Early in my career, I produced breakfast for about three and a half years uh, up in Brizzy and uh, I did all of that so I could keep a job where I was able to call footy on the weekend. Uh, getting up at 3.30 in the morning, uh, was happy to do it because it meant that uh, one, I was learning and, and getting, you know, progressing myself up through um, the, the, the radio world. But also every Saturday, I got to call uh, Brisbane Lions and Gold Coast Suns home game. So uh, my answer to that would be yes. Uh, Sydney Cricket Mafia at work with Langer. The new coach has already been decided. Bayless is odds on, uh, in my mind. Almost all the senior players who were in Cape Town and are, back, are now back in charge. I can't believe no one is talking about it with more power now. Um, David says the CA board are not fit to be board members. The ex-cricket he spoke to yesterday sounds perfect. Bryce McGain to be a brilliant appointee. He's, his corporate work alone would have him incredibly well qualified. It, again, I've had spent no time on a board in any way, shape or form. So when I say these things, I just say them from my position in, in what I do as a job. And from the outside looking in, it would seem that they need a little crash course in corporate communications, planning, process, and PR most of all. I don't know who's advising them on how they present this stuff publicly, but it's certainly... Benny, can you hear me? Um, I thought there was a massive review not long ago. I don't know how this stuff didn't get any better. As I said, I'm no expert in any of it, but the fact that I can see it and you can see it and they can't, well, uh, that's a worry. Ari Gold in Entourage used to say, silence is golden. I really hope that's not who CA are taking their advice from in this space. Um, 
one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Heaps of texts. I'll keep working through them. Uh, you should stop saying coach and start calling them managers. A coach should teach, not bow to players' egos. At least soccer leagues admit they aren't coaches. That's from Jason in Geelong. Hi, Sam. Sounds to me like a bunch of petulant children that have thrown all their toys out of the cot. Cricket Australia have shown their cards, a tail wags a dog at that organisation. They have lost me. I can no longer support a side or organisation that sacks a coach who basically saved Australian cricket. What more could Justin do? He received feedback and changed. Who would want to work for Cricket Australia? Oh, and the early opener... Uh, for a replacement is the ex-England coach that failed. ACB, absolutely gutless. That's from JT. Strong words off the text from JT. Uh, Sammy, Oz cricketers and CA need to be careful. They lost a lot of support with fan, from fans due to South Africa, and they've lost quite a few more over the last few weeks. The board needs to go, and then a number of players need to be cleared out. That's from Denno uh, in Bulleen. Um, Hey, Sam, I think one of the big problems when evaluating the test team is people forget they are the upper absolute top echelon. Do you think all Australian AFL teams need an overpowering coach? I don't think so. All they need is a positive voice. Cheers, Mark, in Diggers Rest. So that was another question I threw out there. What exactly do we want from coaches? We're, we're seeing a lot of coaches in, the, in, in stories, in the press at the moment, and uh, are copying scrutiny or criticism or being discussed for a variety of different reasons, whether too hard, too soft, too social. What do we actually want? It's a tough, tough gig. I mean, do you remember last year when Chris Scott said that if Brad said, should I become a senior coach again, he'd tell him not to? Uh, I thought that was fascinating, uh, what Chris Scott had to say in, in that space. Uh, good point that you make too there, Mark. Maybe that's what cricket, all that is for cricket at the test level. Maybe T20 can have a coach tactically be in charge. Maybe that's all that cricketers want is just someone to sort of manage things and then have a specialist batting coach if they need to um, if they need to get some advice on technique or something like that, a specialist bowling coach and a specialist fielding coach to run drills and a bowling coach to, to give more advice. Um, maybe that's all cricketers want. They just want to be left to their own devices. It's a very different sport in that regard as opposed to many, many others. I mean, NBA can be a little bit similar. I mean, the players have all the power in the NBA as well. Uh, I love Cummins. Uh, after this, I'm not a big fan anymore. Now, I think I thought he spoke really well. I just had just some of the things that he spoke about raised a couple of questions for me, as I expressed a little earlier. Uh, agree, Sam, with your comments, Ari, the two-year review. Also contradictory saying we won the World Cup and the Ashes and the team is comfortable. If it's comfortable, then why remove the coach? Uh, when the team starts to lose, we'll see how soft the softly, softly approach works. That's from Azza. Um, and it only appeared to be a few players with an issue. What a joke. They have lost me. That's from David. Uh, if they start losing, watch out. The people will turn. Um, and then David off the text, it did sound like Cummins was a key player behind the coup. I want an apology from CA and Pat DeLanger and the nation, else I'm barracking for Pakistan. Uh, David fired up tonight. Uh, it's a millennial thing. Uh, G'day, Sam. I think there's a difference between evaluations and a review. That's from Mark and Diggers Rest. Uh, and they keep coming through 0433 98 uh, 11 16 1300 736 736 to have your say. Uh, we'll come back on the other side of this. Max Gorn uh, spoke to media today after Simon Goodwin's been um, in the media over the last couple of days and the Melbourne Football Club as well. I'll play that for you next. The Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. The Maccas, Juicy Angus Beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Maccas today. I mean, Goody's a very close mate of mine. Um, I've never had a relationship with a coach like that. Normally, um, he's quite young, so he's a modern coach, and um, we're able to chew the fat a lot and then go serious a lot. Um, but in terms of bullying, I haven't seen it personally. And the the reference to the beer with your coach, um, I mean, have you got a beer with your boss? Like, I'm, I'm going to continue to have a beer with my, with, with my boss and my coach, and 
what we learnt over a couple of years at the pub, at our local at the time. Um, maybe that was what we nutted out for 2021 and we were able to go on to what we did. So um, I'm going to continue to do that both from a professional sense and a, just a chew the fat one o'clock on a Saturday other. Max Gorn, uh, strong defence of coach Simon Goodwin today when he was doorstopped after training um, at D's training today. Um, this was uh, this was Adam Cooney's take on the Simon Goodwin story. But, um, the high-pressure, high-stress environment that, that is the AFL, it's not like any other workplace. So those conversations <clears throat> that could be seen as demonstrative happen every day at a footy club. It's not like an office situation where the boss needs to speak respectfully to, to everyone mm. um, in the workplace. It just doesn't happen like that. So mm. particularly when you're the doctor and you've got to get players back uh, quickly out on the park, there's going to be those conversations where the, the coach is pushing the doctor and getting him to a point where it is stressful because that's the environment that you sign up for when you enter an AFL club. So to me, I think Storm in the teacup. Adam Cooney uh, saying it's a storm in a teacup today. How's it sitting with you? There's uh, more revelations uh, in the Herald Sun today as part of Mick Warner's story about uh, exactly what were the conversations um, that Simon Goodwin had had with Dr. Arrain to do with the, the handling of, of a player uh, coming back from concussion and, and uh, heading into pre-season surgery as well. Um, I, I didn't have much to say on it yesterday, and I sort of don't really today either. I, I tend to agree with Kane Corns that... It is a story. So it absolutely is a story. I want to acknowledge that. that this is, and, and what I'll say next is not a crack at Mick Warner because it is a story. When you've got a president and a doctor, the head doctor, with concerns about the coach, so much so that they express those to uh, the CEO of the AFL and, and Richard Goiter as well. And then the, the CEO of the AFL has had some concerns as well. And when you've got uh, a doctor that uh, lodges an unfair dismissal claim against a football club as well. So all of that is a story. And I understand the interest. And... Uh, the public perception of what how it looks for a player to be a coach to be having a drink with the players. I understand why this is a story, and, and it's well done to Mick for actually getting the story, whether you like it or not, and that's his job to, to get stories. But I don't see the smoking gun. So there's obviously a lot we don't know, context that we don't actually have. What do we really gain from it? I don't know. What do we actually know has gone on based on the story. Well, when it comes to the bullying, Dr. Rain, well within his rights to pursue wrongful dismissal, lodge a formal complaint um, that he believes that he was bullied. And if that's his view of his lived experience, then I'm not going to dismiss that. If he genuinely believes he was bullied, then he genuinely believes that. It doesn't mean that he actually was or that he wasn't. It's, it just matters that he believes that he was. Simon Goodwin believes that he didn't bully him. Uh, and it doesn't mean that Simon Goodwin is a bully just because Dr. Rain thought he was bullied. And it doesn't mean that... He didn't overstep the mark, depending on your view of it. We see these things, I think, through the prism defined by our own lived experience, but sort of by our own set of beliefs, by our own behaviours, by our own experiences. As I said, two people with very different approaches, which it seems like Simon Goodwin and Dr. Arane had, that happens every day in a workplace. I've worked with people that others thought were so volatile and so hard to deal with that they just did not want to be in the same room as them. I just thought they were passionate and direct I've had people tell me that, you know, your passion sometimes creeps into aggression. And I had no idea. I was mortified. But again, it's people have a different view. It's all in the eye of the beholder. Um, his payment that he got, the payout that the Dr. Rain got, was actually for the unfair dismissal. That's important to know that it was for the unfair dismissal. Um, as for concerns about lifestyle and behaviour, again, that's in the eye of the beholder. So Glenn Bartlett has concerns. Um, they'd also had a breakdown in their relationship, him and, he and Simon Goodwin. Um, and the doctor had concerns. So did Gill had concerns. Um, 
Simon's lifestyle might have been a concern to them, but to other people it might have been normal or even pedestrian based on their own lifestyle, their own uh, lived experience, their own way of living. It doesn't mean that either are right. It doesn't mean that either are wrong. It's based on what, so based on what we know and what's been reported, what we do know is that Melbourne parted ways with Bartlett and Dr. Arraines. Um, they did a review. Simon Goodman received feedback. They addressed the issues as per their statement yesterday. They reject wholeheartedly the allegations of bullying, and then they won a premiership. Um, I'm also conscious of what was happening for Simon Goodwin at the time. Job under pressure, personal stress as well as professional stress. Um, I know how I've handled stresses in my life in the past, so I'm not going to make any judgments about the way that he may or may not have handled the stresses by having a drink during a, a tough time. Um, he had a release, he said, and that was a safe place for him, the Sorrento Hotel, to relax. And it seems like him and Max Gorn, that's what they did. They would go there and relax and talk and, and have a beer. As for drinking and punting with players, well, again, context is an important thing here. I don't know the context around it. So I don't know how many beers. I don't know what kind of bets they were. I don't know if they were just putting in a, a little bit in a kitty and, and having some mystery bets like I used to do with my mates on a Saturday at the pub or, um, or, or exactly what was going on. But every single person, as Max Gorn has said, has had a beer with their boss at some point, whether it be at a Christmas party or a work do. Everybody has done that. Max Gornett said it's been vital to his relationship with the coach and believes it's been part of the breed, one of the breeding grounds of their successful relationship and their success as a team. So it's a story, of course, it's a story. That's undeniable. And, and again, well done to Mick Warner for getting the story. He's got leaked emails and correspondences and um, those things are all there in, in black and white, of course. But what should come of this based on what we know? Nothing. Um, I'm certainly not going to judge and try to sit here and pass judgment on Simon Goodwin. I didn't get into this job to do that. And based on what I've read there, that he was at the that, that they they thought that he might have had, had too much to drink, or they were concerned about his drinking. Well, that'd be hypocritical of me to even go down that path. I reckon um, I'd be hypocritical of any of us to go down that path. I'd I'd rather be wrong on this thinking the best of someone than thinking the worst of them. So I guess that's just my two cents on the whole thing. It might really have grabbed you and it might have really concerned you and troubled you. And if it has, one 736 736 is the number to have you say on that. And then what does that mean now for the future for Simon Goodwin? It would seem that he's going to be re-signed. He's a premiership coach, 57-year 50, drought, done. Um, and loved by that playing group. So he will get re-signed. Interesting Dwayne Russell saying today about what would that mean that he'd get a lesser term or a longer term. Dwayne had his say on how, just how many years you should be signing coaches up for. It's, you do believe that at the time, and yet we've got a number of examples where coaches that have coached premierships don't really last that long afterwards. And I'm not saying this is going to be the case with Simon Goodwin. I'm just saying, you know, you do have to be careful how long you lock in under uh, the excitement of the fact that you know, it's been a great you know, drought-breaking flag. Malcolm Blight coached the, or two flags, back-to-back -back flags, the first two flags that the Crows ever won in 97 and 98. And he coached one more season, 99, and gone. So, you know, it can happen quickly. Dwayne Russell uh, early to, Oh, what happened to my voice then? <laughs> Is that a Bill Laurie nomination? I think it might be. Uh, Matt's in Brisbane. G'day, Matt. 
Yeah, good on, mate. How you going? I'm good, thanks. Then, I think what you've said just then just you know is, is really really spot on. I think at the moment we're very precious in society about you know what we get upset about and and all that sort of stuff. But we're having a go. We're having a crack at a bloke who's literally having a few beers, and you can call it bonding and and whatever it is, but. You know, this place having a, a few bets and a beers with his teammates, and it goes out. You know how how well has it worked? It could have been the difference between them making finals and winning a flag. So, you know, time to move on, I think. And and you know, this is this is a good news story to me. Um, Maddie, really appreciate the call. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, 736 736 As I say, don't. I'm not going to say what's right and what's wrong, but but with this story, context. We don't have a lot of the context. And again, I'm not dismissing anybody's experience or anybody's view. I'm not saying that he's right and they're wrong or anything like that. But Ricky Gervais had an old saying, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. And just because you're not offended doesn't mean you're right. It's context. It's all in the eye of the beholder. What's concerning for one person could be a laugh to somebody else. So again, context. Context is a really big thing. And based on what we have in that story, that's where it should end. one 736 Have we got time to get uh, Brendan in Camberwell on? A couple coming through off the text. Uh, short memories. Who was the coach when the second string Indian team embarrassed Australia, beating an ordinary English team? No, not, no great achievement. T20, a good effort, but they avoided and got smashed by two favourites, India uh, and the Poms. Um, so that's come through someone who believes that those results are squarely um, on the head of Justin Langer, who was the coach, same person, who was the coach when they missed the test final for overrates. The coach isn't in control of the overrates. That's that's sort of my point with cricket and coaching, isn't it? We, we It's so undefined. And I'll take your points that you, you, you're calling through. You, you're saying that rose-coloured glasses – we're getting a bit of recency bias on, on Langer's results, but his actual track record since uh, he came in is pretty darn good overall. There's been some series, yeah, that we probably shouldn't have lost and that we did. And and we were beaten by – that Indian performance is one of the all-time great performances from, you're right, a, a, in some parts, a second-string Indian team. Um, but it is – you've touched on a great point about well, – and, and helped add to that conversation about what do we actually want from a cricket coach? Because it seems that when things aren't good, coaches fault. When they are good, it's the players. It's so undefined. And, and people within cricket who have played at the highest level might laugh hearing that and go, no, it's not. We exactly know what it is. But it would seem that maybe you and maybe me, we don't. I'd love to know a little bit more. Brendan's in Camberwell. G'day, Brendan. G'day, mate. How you going? I'm really well. Thanks for ringing. No worries. Um... Yeah, I just want to uh, call in regards to um, friendships with coaches and, and your players and all that. Mm. I still believe that um, Richmond wouldn't have won their flags without Damien Hardwick and Trent Cotchen um, actually being like their best mates. And that, that seemed to um, congeal the club together and, and uh, what do they call it? Um, you know, their togetherness and all that sort of stuff. So... Their, mind, their mindfulness, um, yeah, their uh, pre- I think what did they, they had a word for it. I know what you're getting to, Brendan. I just can't. Tigers fans will know because it's been well documented. There was a word that they that they did have to speak about how they connected. Connect was it connectivity? Yeah, it was connection. Yeah, you, you did right. And it was um, when Ash Barty won the the, um, the Australian Open. 
you can tell that she's a Richmond supporter and, and she's involved in that because she spoke about the same thing because they use the same councillor. And I, I just think it's amazing. And so if you can be great mates with a coach, I can't see that being a bad thing. So I, I, I'd say embrace it and get along with it. And if, if, if Goodwin's got that with his players, then let it go. Yeah, it, it would seem that it's... I mean, I've... Again, I'm just going off what's reported in that story. And based on what's reported in that story, then I don't, I, I think that's probably the end of it now. Um, it's probably, I would, I would imagine been pretty tough to be, have it, have it, you know, splashed across the papers as it is. And again, not a crack at Mick Warner because it was well done uh, to get that story. Um, whenever we heard a player speak last year and the players that I'm referring to are Gorn, Oliver, Petrarca, uh, I think Langdon was another. There were several players in the Melbourne side that, that took their game to another level. And you and whenever they were asked how, why, it all came back to Simon Goodwin. I sat down with Goody. He had a heart-to-heart with me about what he needed from me differently. And I embraced that. And also, too, you know, players that got fitter than they'd ever been under Darren Burgess. But, again, the conversations with Simon Goodwin were what triggered that, I suppose, doubling down, reinvesting, like that going all in. To, to try and achieve the ultimate and break that 57-year drought. So it's a, it's an interesting point you make, Brendan, and I am curious as to what's the right mix and where – I think coaching's in such an interesting position now. What is the right mix? Are you a, a friend, a big brother, a dad? Are you an authoritarian? Are you a facilitator, a motivator? What is right? And, I, and, and what we do here is that different players respond to different things. Different players want and need – different types um, of interactions with their coaches. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. And maybe that had a, was part of a little issue for Justin Langer as well, that the players don't like a one-size-fits-all. But they did need that in the events of Sandpaper. And they're saying that they don't need that uh, anymore. Uh, thanks for the call. Sean in North Andenong, stay right there. You'll be our final caller as we finish up on the other side of this. The Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. The Maccas, Juicy Angus Beef and the Lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Maccas today. After this, we're heading to Wynn Stadium, Wellington Phoenix hosting Melbourne Victory. A-League action tonight. Daniel McCarty, Raphael Di Gregorio, your commentary team. Uh, 0433981116. Thanks for all the temper texts that have come through. Temper, a mattress like no other. Sean in North Dandenong. Uh, we squeeze you in before we finish up. Sean, you want to have a chat about Pat Cummins? Yeah, well, not just Pat, but the whole situation. I don't think many of us are big fans of Cricket Australia, but from a, from a, my point of view, the one thing that keeps running through my head is, geez, these players are going to want to back it up with some success, eh? Mm. What happens if we go backwards and the culture starts slipping away? You know, what, what happens then? I think Andrew McDonald, who's in charge at the moment, whether or not he stays there is a bit of differing views on whether he actually wants the job full-time or not. I think that it would end up being a situation where he'll take one of the portfolios because I think they'll split it. Um, I think he will make sure that the standards are are in place while he's in charge. But I think you're very you're spot on the money to say that you, you wouldn't want it. We wouldn't want to start to see some old behaviours creep in. And, and I'm sure under Pat Cummins, and we need to give him the better for the doubt and, and full support, I'm sure that he will make sure that they don't. But you're right, it's going to be the big watch uh, for everybody. Hey, thanks so much, Sean. Really appreciate it. Um, an icon of rugby league, uh, one of the first ever immortals inducted uh, into, uh, well, one of the first ever immortals inducted into that um, prestigious 
group of past NRL players. Rugby league, rugby league icon Johnny Raper died at 82, a long battle with dementia, considered one of the greatest ever play of the game. Uh, eight premierships with St. George um, between the 50s and 60s. Uh, 59 and 66, those eight consecutive premiership victories. So commiserations uh, to his family and Vale uh, to him, a, a true great of the game. Uh, Scotty James qualified second uh, going into the finals of the men's halfpipe, looking to finally get a win uh, over Sean White, who's at his last Olympics before he finishes up uh, his illustrious career. What well under Paddy Mills and Josh Giddy, who are going to be part of the All-Star Weekend. Mills in the three-point shootout, Josh Giddy in the skills test. Uh, Belle, Brock, Belle Brockoff is through to the final of the women's snowboard cross. She'll be racing in just a few minutes' time. Uh, big thanks for all your calls and all your texts. Sorry if I didn't get to all of them. There was a ton that came through uh, on the temper, and we did have some issues with our, our phone lines a little earlier on. I'll be back tomorrow for the Macca's Run. Uh, all thanks to the juicy Aussie Angus beef with a lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus uh, today at Macca's uh, and Sporting Capital on tomorrow night as well. Thanks for being in Adelaide. Great job. Thank you to A-Rod. Have a great night. Uh, Stay safe. We're off to the A-League next. Win Stadium, Wellington Phoenix, hosting Melbourne Victory. Dan McCarty, Rafael Di Gregorio. It's up next. Enjoy. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.